You're listening to ORU Kristen 2, the podcast where two Kristens talk about all things BTS. Let's get into it. Hi, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm cheesing. I don't know this why this is... is really exciting. I'm really excited for this episode. <laughs> I'm excited for this episode too. And I just feel like <laughs> I feel a little giddy and a little crazy but i'm so excited that we're recording again we're back we're back we're it's back. only been a week i thought you were gonna say <laughs> my brain went i'm a little bit country and i'm a little bit rock and roll <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not something that i would ever say <laughs> <laughs> oops i feel like you know what i need to adjust my position i'm gonna sit crisscross applesauce instead Okay, feel free. While I adjust my position, I, I'd love to know how your week was. Oh, my week? Uh, it was good. I've got a lot of things going on this week, but overall, it was nice. The weather's been on and off cold and snowy, but in like a really nice way. So it hasn't been too bad. I've gone on some walks, some really cold walks, but yeah, it's been fine overall. How about you? Pretty good. I feel like I... I'm on the other side of my little sinusy thing that I had oh, going on, which is good, nice. Good, good. I was going to ask about that. So hopefully I sound a little less plugged up. Although I had I stopped taking meds yesterday because I was like, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. But oh, good. So I'm I, glad if you're I feeling sound a little stuffy. Thank you. Um, if I still sound a little stuffy, it's I'm on the other side, y'all. So that's good. And I'm I'm excited. I'm just trying to get stuff done this weekend. And there's a big 49ers game tomorrow that I'm excited for. Is that and who's playing? Is it is it the semifinal? So the 49ers are playing the Eagles and the Bengals are playing the Chiefs. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. And then I'm getting a haircut today. <gasps> Like a cut or a trim? A cut. Um, oh, yeah. what are we doing? I'm a I'm a person who doesn't get my hair done more than twice a year because I dyed it so much when I was younger and damaged it a ton, and so I've always I've been working on my hair health for like the last eight or so years. Love that. And so I always get a dye. I get like the. It's called expensive brunette, people call it, where it's like <laughs> you pay a lot of money to just look like a brunette. I am a brunette, but I, you know what I mean? So it'll grow out. But I, so I really only get my hair cut twice a year, but I just need a change. I need to change it up. I'm going to just go in with a lot of layers, which I don't normally get. I want like to be able to get more volume and stuff. It just, it's feeling heavy. It's feeling like long. Do you have thick hair? I have fine hair, but a lot of it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So my hairs are not there. I have red hair. So because of that, I don't typically know a lot about how people have to dye their hair and like the process that goes through. Yeah. So, so you always... never dyed your hair ever. I did lift the color a little bit and like some parts so I could put purple in it for the That's concert. Right. But other than that, like, no, yeah. I've never like fully dyed my hair. I mm -hmm. It's curly. For those who don't know, I'm a redhead with curly hair. I have thick ish hair but not a lot of it so a lot of people assume that my hair is thick because of a lot of volume when i'm in humidity top of the world <laughs> <laughs> i am i have a giant mop of sw a sweater of hair yeah, on pip my head. has pip has beautiful long curly oh, red hair so nice. stunning utah does um, nothing for me so 
California was those were the days. I was going to tell you, too, that uh, I got my notification last night that my OT7 photo folio is shipping and will be here next week. That's really exciting. It seems that a lot of people who bought U.S., for the Hobie vinyls were having trouble. They hadn't gotten them yet. They were, they've been waiting. So that's another thing that was shipping with Hybe. <laughs> Shaking Big my Hybe. fist. Big Hybe. Big <laughs> Hybe. Shaking my fist, but I'm getting my OT7. And then the next one to ship is supposed to be Jin and then Tay. So we'll that's see. exciting. I know. I'm excited. Damn. By the way, I do want to say a lot of people did message me saying that they loved our last episode just being like chatty, not not having like a subject like it was just like talking about bts and we were like chill so thank you for everyone who said that we loved that episode too yeah we both did too and i think we'll probably do more of those as we go along because it seems like nothing's slowing down the train is moving (laughs) i know (laughs) the the entire reason why we made that episode is because our bts news like rundown was way too long we're like there's too much going on we can't wait another week for this and so I just think, yeah, it's not slowing down. And we we will absolutely pepper in those episodes. Pepper it in. Um, those, <laughs> oh, my God. Peppa Pig. But yeah, so we loved that episode, too. It was really fun for us to record. And I think we'll be doing more of those. That's not what this week's episode is like. though. No, but I will say thank you to all the like, you know, sweet messages we got from last week's after last week's episode. You can't know how much that means, but it really does mean a lot. Like, obviously, Pip and I started this podcast because we wanted to. And we you heard us joke a lot in the first episode, like about if we have one listener, da, 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 da. But of course, like a lot of work goes into this. And so it is really nice to get messages and just know that people are listening that aren't our in real life friends it means a lot one thing that we did want to mention is if you're enjoying our podcast we'd love a we'd love a rating on whatever platform that you're listening on because we didn't realize how much that that bumps up our podcast for other people to be to have it recommended to them so if you want to leave us a rating we'd love that also if you want to just message us, we got some messages on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah, Let feel us know free. That DMs open. It. DMs are open and it just it just means a lot. So we much. Love it. it's, mm-hmm. it's so kind. Everyone's been so lovely. And also realizing how impactful it's been globally, like that there are people outside of the US that give a shit about what we have to say. <laughs> I'm this like, is, this is awesome. I, I completely agree. It's it's shocking. We got we got an email that our podcast was what was the stat? It was like in Portugal, it was positioned one in uh, music commentary for podcasts and three for music podcasts. Way to go, Portugal. Portugal, we love you. We love you. But yeah, so it's just kind of cool. And I mean, it's very cool and crazy. And And like like we've said in the first episode, our point to this is just to talk with friends. And so the point isn't to like become worldwide famous no, no, global no. stars. It's just to like find people who who want to talk about BTS, learn about BTS. And I think sometimes Twitter can be overwhelming. TikTok mm. can be overwhelming for people. They just want to like have a place where they can just be silly and have fun. And so I'm glad that it's resonating with those of you who are on this journey with us. Yeah, I saw a message that said, I don't have any army friends. 
and this is like you know talking with friends i could literally cry right now just saying that yeah that's the exact reason that is one of the top three reasons why you and i started this i have tears coming in my eyes when you said that stop (laughs) i'm emotional this week so okay we yeah we are both emotional but so this doing research Doing research for this episode made us both emotional. So. I know. <laughs> but I will say, um, I wanted to shout out my little sister who's not army, but she is like Ugh, love her. I mentioned this in I think the first podcast that I would call her and she'd be like, give me the BTS yes, podcast. You did update. mention that. Mm-hmm. And so she has been so supportive of me just loving BTS. And I know that's not always easy for people to like have someone in, to like adjacently support their interests that's not necessarily army but like someone who's just like casually interested in their passions and so she lets me talk about it and so she decided to you know start listening because she supports me and loves me and she said she got through like the first 20 minutes of the first podcast and was like the other Kristen is so fucking cool and I was Ah! like oh my god I was like trust me I know that is so kind I know. I so love she... your sister. Yeah, you. It, it does take it. I know, like obviously, siblings love each other, or whatever. But it takes a lot for someone who's not army to listen to all yeah. of this. You know what I mean? And she told me she always when the, her notes have always been about you, and then I'm like, oh, hello, <laughs> <laughs> like, and if and have you been enjoying me? <laughs> But she's shout like, out to sis. She's like, I get your podcast every time you call, so it's fine. Oh now I'm just gonna be like, listen to the pod, rate it, love us. So shout out to my little sister. I know she'll eventually listen to this. So I love That's you. So sweet, huge my shout out to sis. your little sis, to your little sis. Yes. Oh my it. god, I am. I'm look at my shoulders again. I know. I just sat up. I said this last step, <laughs> but look at my shoulders. I'm excited. Let's get into some BTS news, shall we? Yes, let's, we'll do a quick rundown. Let's get into it. First off the bat, go. So June Bottega. <laughs> Why am I already laughing? It's, that's We're both laughing for the same reason because nothing's been announced, right? So there was like a June X Bottega photo that dropped and this whole thing is weird because Bottega doesn't have socials and so this the speculation is that this could be like the comeback of their socials with their new like creative director and stuff and the creative director has one that they run but it's not like the official account that's right and like more photos of him and Bottega were posted obviously he's been wearing a lot of Bottega and I'm here for it we don't have any official thing to report on it but we're both we're ready for that we're clenched (laughs) buttholes clenched (laughs) speaking of buttholes clenched oh my god we do love speaking of buttholes clenched we love a segue yungi at the motherfucking valentino show i'm gonna leave should i just log off i have to (laughs) The best part for me was that, well, before the pictures dropped, was that we all saw the time. It was like, okay, it's going to mm-hmm. be 530 KST or it was going to be like 530 KST or whatever. So it was like, okay, so we know what time it's going to drop. And mm-hmm. we were, the entire timeline was just refreshing and just being mm-hmm. like in a panic mode of just like, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what's coming. And then when the first photo dropped, I was like, everyone was working. And so, like, mm-hmm. I had, like, a little break, and so I was checking and checking, and then I, to the group chat, was, like, first photo, go. And it was just, like, fuck. how can you react in the middle of a work week? And the middle of the work day, you're just, like... It's so, it's so crazy. So, something that the the listeners might not know about Pip, although I think you can catch on to this with, like, 
numbers with Bip style and stuff. She's someone you can count on for the info, the drop, literally. <laughs> I'm online chronically. You are chronically online, but we are here for it. I like Pip's news and our group chat is like more informative than our than my Twitter feed, honestly. <laughs> but so I just knew like, obviously, I knew it was happening. I was in a meeting. I can't even tell you. I see a text come in from her. I know that it's pictures. I pull it up <laughs> and I just go like this with my phone. You can't see. But I was literally like this. She looks at it, puts it down. It's at June when he flips open that, the phone. When June opens it. his photo and just flips it and throws it on the table. This man, he said, I'm going to give you creams and neutrals. We're going to get, we're stepping out of the black. We're going soft. And the, the, Pip, <laughs> she's, she's the face shaking. card, the face card never declined. I can't, I can't even stand it right now. He just looked so damn good. Mm. That is, mm, there mm, aren't mm, mm. there aren't I'm pissed off at the English language for not having words like it's good like enough the, to describe. I love you more than love. It's like he's yes more and beautiful than beautiful. He was just he was thriving. His hair did look like it had a little bit of a trim, which like big hive, we need to talk about that. Like <laughs> hide the scissors. But I just I love him and I also feel like that probably that was probably really out of his comfort zone. And he was thriving. He just looked so good. And what always happens at these fashion shows, we get really funny pictures of artists together. And that one photo of him, Sam Smith and Charlie XCX was sending me. I'll stop ranting now. I'll stop ranting. No, everything you said was how I felt. It was beautiful. He walks in looking as to take Kristen's phrase, looking like a dream. Uh, that I can't say more because that's he looked so good and he just held himself so just his aura, his aura, his aura, his aura. Anyways, yeah, yeah and that photo with the the three of them, Hilarious. unbeatable, unbeatable. And the way that he just like knew to stand with his little hand in his pocket, he's like, yes, I'll give you face, I'll give you body. I feel like we have to move on because otherwise I'm gonna just sit here and talk about him I for understand. an hour. We got our first live, our first Weverse live that in a long time. Long time. Were you awake for this? No. I happened to be awake for it. And so Tay came on live for like two short sessions and he was so handsome, so handsome, giving us a little bit of an update. It was so nice to see him. The only thing we know about Jungkook is that he, Tay did mention him and um, mentioned that so he's, he, he lives gaming with him. He lives. He's alive. And he's doing exactly what we wanted. Vibing and thriving. Vibing and thriving. So it was so nice to see Tay. And yeah, I love, I remember like waking up for literally every live ever when we would get them all the time. So getting that notification, I was like, we stay up. But it was really short anyway. And we know that Jimin has promised one. So just watch the space. Yeah. <laughs> so watch the space. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of watching this space, I don't know. Oh. I don't have a segue. I don't have a segue. That, was, that but, was actually really nice. But um, yet to come in theaters this Wednesday. Damn it. Damn, damn, damn. You're going, right? Yes. I'll be there Wednesday. Um, I will be ready to cry. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to cry. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was. I'm like, it's like I just like realized that I was going to be crying this week. <laughs> I'm like, let me pencil that in. I will be crying this <laughs> week. <laughs> pencil in my cry session. Pencil in the cry session. 
I'm going to on Wednesday. I'm going with my my best friend who is army in the sense of she has no zero social media and doesn't follow a thing other than mm. she watches all of their stuff and she like gets the updates from me. So we're going together, which is exciting. Mm. But she she loves them. She um she just doesn't keep up with literally anything. She also has a child, so I understand. I mean, I understand. Speaking of movies, J-Hope in the Box trailer dropped this week. I'm so excited. That's going to be, for lack of a better phrase, Liddy Titty. I said it. And why <laughs> no, why Liddy I said titty. it. Liddy Titty. I'm, I'm stoked. You know, you know, Pip, you know I love a behind the scenes. You know I love a documentary. That's the same. Aria and I used to say that when we first, first, first were Army, we were watching stuff, we would be like, ah. Oh, I, I wonder if they have like any of this behind the scene creating their music behind the scenes in the studio. I just love the creation part of art. And so I'd love Me to hear too. that. And yes. he is, if anybody is involved in that process, it's Hobie is like so intricately involved. There's a picture they dropped a bunch of pictures to promo it. Yeah. And there's the one of him sitting in the dance studio with like mm. layout of all the papers in front of him of his set and different things he's working on. And I was like, this is like one of the top coolest photos I've ever seen of him. Yeah incredible We're which is excited. my word i've realized when i every time i listen to our podcast back i'm always like i say incredible a lot <laughs> <laughs> because they are fucking incredible speaking game. of pictures yeah um the the we had some ig updates oh we some did photos some photos yes. you can always count on hobie for a story an ig story or a photo drop Love he also did a dump from the um a photo dump from the Valentino show. And I would just like to say my life is a joke to him. When he drops uh photos like that, my life is a joke to him. And then June, some IG updates as well. He up- uploaded his prescription for his eyesight and he's so blind and i need i need him to know that that resonates with me because i can't see shit either <laughs> i just loved how everyone on twitter was just like god i I've, I've like never related to him more yeah. i am like everyone's like oh me too it was really cute yep. oh this is the thing that i'm really excited about uh yeah. which was so gins in mexico they yes, dropped a yes. poster and a little teaser it i looks so cute excited. It looks exactly as like I assumed, right? I'm like yeah. they're in the kitchen, they're running totally. the show, and so it's all. It looks way busier in the past episodes. There, it's never been like that. It's never been like a, a room full. But it's cool to see the recipes they're doing because it looks like they're doing topoki and ramen and uh Kore- the Korean corn dogs. I could just mm-hmm. this is based off of my just like quick glance over because I'm a fan of the show. So I'm like, what are they cooking this year, this this season? And so. That looks cute. And I forget that Tay's not a cook. So it's like, no, I realize he's in the kitchen. And so I'm like, this will be fun. This will be fun. Yeah, that's I it looks really cute. I'm excited to watch that. Um, And then last night we had uh, or was it this morning sometime in the Dead crossover, <laughs> sometime in the crossover of the last two days. We had the Jim and BTS episode for vibe when he filmed vibe was really cute i'm going to assume Kristen, you have not had time because that that You're was right. like i have just not dropped. but mm-hmm. for those who haven't watched it or are planning to watch it it's just cute and it's more of jimin gushing over yeah. working with taeyong and him looking incredible and being professional and being lovely and looking like a dream anyway i'm excited yeah. to watch it and then the last thing i just wanted to say was we didn't get 
Hobie's photo folio last week. And that was like really. You were counting on it. I was counting on it because I, I was counting on it because I got the timing wrong. And last night I was texting Kristen and I sent her a screenshot of the February calendar. And she's like, this is who Pip is. She's like, okay, well, if we're not getting it today, then three weeks from the next Tuesday of the blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Pip. And then she just sends me a screenshot of fucking February. And I was like, okay, we're in the clear. Calendar. <laughs> oh, no. This is why me and Britt became friends. This is the kind of shit that we like. I assume it'll be coming. I I give a cushion of time. I know it's we know it's coming. It's just who knows when. But I was like weirdly fixated on the fact that I was like sort of wrong on the timing. Yeah. Yeah, you were. I got the timing wrong. We just don't we just don't know, but it'll it'll be soon. All right. I'm going to do um through the years little tiny segment um because there's some cute stuff. So three years ago, we um had the Grammys, Grammys 2020 with the iconic Grammy performance outfits. You know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing Tay, that photo of Tay with the headband and the black and white. I'm picturing Jimin with the fucking sunglasses. June with the oh my daddy God. June. Now I'm just daddy June. But also their Grammy red carpet looks. Yes, their Grammy red carpet looks were a ten out of ten with the like little mock turtleneck. Oh yeah, Tay's man of mystery. His like curls mm-hmm. in his face, mm, and that was the zoom in on Jin's face. That's right. The, Z- the iconic zoom Jimin, in on Jin's face. Oh my god, June. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Tay Hobie. was in the baggier suit. God, Hobie. They just all looked so good. I prefer the performance outfits to the red carpet outfits if I had to choose, but no one's making me choose. So, ¿por qué no los dos? Right? Like, both. We need both. Um, <laughs> Pip's laughing at me. She's, she's I, say por, I, I say, ¿por qué no los dos all the time? <laughs> so, when you said it, I started laughing. That's why. <laughs> um, so, just iconic. It was an iconic night. Like... They just looked, I I just can't even speak with how good they looked. But also three years ago, today, I think, we got the only um, Black Swan performance in front of an audience for years. The first. Yeah, it was the first one. At Corden. And then we also got the iconic hide and seek with Ashton Kutcher, where he picked up Jin and threw him over his shoulder. And Mm. Jin was covering Mm. his face with the photo of himself and doing his windshield wiper laugh. And I've watched that so many times. I just can't believe it's been three years, dude. Time is but a mystery at this point to me because this whole (laughs) week I've been seeing these like different things being tweeted. And I'm like, three, three years. Three years. The other day I tweeted, I was like, by the way, Butter came out in 2021 and we are currently in the year 2023. Like that's crazy. Like time doesn't make sense. So this stuff is anyway. Yeah. And my last one, which is so freaking cute, is 10 years ago. 10 years ago, Yungi posted about how he was going to open a Mokchung restaurant in Daegu and he was going to be like the Mokchung master and he said like remind me of this post in 10 years like post about this again and it's been 10 years and then he came on Weverse and was like oh I didn't know I would still be like doing music in 10 years sorry I'm obsessed with that and my heart just fluttered yeah He, he said something don't let's not be too confident in a future that we can't foresee 
essentially that right. it's like we don't know what the future is going to hold so maybe like let's not him he's i think that's more to him it's like <laughs> right <laughs> like god I, I'm, I just love it and you said like remind me of this 10 years ago and it's been 10 years pip and he came on and commented it was so I cute. Know. i'm i'm just that was really sweet all right, everyone, it's time for your favorite segment of the Are You Kristen 2 podcast, and that is drum roll, please. Da -da 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 numbers with Pip. Let's get it. To start, just a thank you again to all of the people that collect this data on Twitter. You're the real ones. We love you very much. So we'll get into it. Vibe reaches a new peak of number five on the Circle digital charts and a new peak of number one on the download and BGM chart. Vibe has surpassed one million unique listeners on Melon, a streaming love service. It. Uh, love that. And then in terms of the U.S. numbers and Billboard and Global, so it got number nine on the Billboard Global 200, excluding the U.S. chart, mm. and then number two on the Billboard Digital Song Sales, number 76 on the Hot 100. Love that. Which number is which is like kind of crazy, by the way. Is, it's huge. That's, a, that's an incredible feat. Mm -hmm. Number 12 on the Billboard Global 200. Number one on the World Digital Song Sales chart. And this now with Jimin uh, charting on the Hot 100 is now all seven members of BTS have now charted on the Hot 100 as a soloist. J-Hope with Chicken Noodle Soup, More and Arson. Uh, Yoongi with Desperatog, Girl of My Dreams, That That. Tay with Christmas Tree. Jungkook with Stay Live Left and Right. Jin with the Astronaut, RM with Wildflower, and Jimin with Vibe. Damn. You know, love Amazing. it. Indigo by RM is the longest charting album by a Korean soloist on the Billboard 200. That's lovely. Again, Billboard 200 lovely. is album chart. Jack in the Box by J-Hope has debuted at number eight on the Vinyls album chart. Which yes, we love a Vinyls ship. number. Mm -hmm. uh, Proof returns to number one on this week's world album chart. It has now spent eight weeks at the number one at that chart. Love it also... It also spends a 32nd week at the top of at the top 10 of Spotify's top album chart. Um, I think it was number nine this week. So it's been on that chart. BTS has surpassed 12.1 billion streams on Melon, which make them the most stream artists on the platform. And Damn. it's the only artists to achieve Diamond, which is 10 billions or more, 10 billion or more. They're the only artists who have achieved the diamond status on Melon's Hall of Fame Billions Club. So there's like God. diamond and gold and like yeah. there's certain levels of that. We love that. Korean. Oh, and then the last thing is there is a Korean Hip Hop Award 2023 and Sexy New Kim was nominated for Best Collaboration and BTS and Best, excuse me, Best <laughs> Collaboration and Best Music Video and then Rush Hour has been nominated for best R&B. You can vote if you'd like to do that. You have to create an account to vote on that platform, but awesome. Yeah. So those are some exciting pick. numbers. Great numbers. I love that those are did great well. numbers. I love that I know. Did so well. I mean again, Congrats you always to say, vibe. the numbers don't matter. Fuck the numbers, fuck Billboard, but they care and so it's really sweet that they've been able to do well. So, we love that. Yes, we love it. Congrats to Jimin uh, on Vibe and for all the numbers. So freaking cool. Thank you, Pip. We you. love numbers with Pip. We look forward to it. And you're just keeping us up to date. And that is, that's who you are, honestly. Gotta do it. my best. Okay, well, we made it through the, fir the first few segments of our pod. And now we can get into our topic for 
today. So do you do you want to tell everyone what we're doing, Pip? Yes. So when Kristen and I wanted to start this podcast, one of the things that we thought would be really fun is that as we go through, we sprinkle in, speckle in some episodes where we talk about an album. And we thought, why not start from the beginning? Yeah. Why not take it all the way back? And so this is the first episode of our series where we're going to go through and pick apart an album, talk about some of the highlights, some of the best things, the favorites, things that happened during that time. And so we're really excited to start that, which means that this episode, as those who know, will be about Kristen. Too cool for school. Too cool. Too cool for school. Oh my gosh. This is exciting. Yeah, we, we're going to be going through the whole discography and we, you know, it's not going to be like the next, you know, 10 episodes are all of the no. albums in order. Like Pip said, we'll sprinkle these in. But at the heart of it all, like their discography is one of the, you know, top things that matters. And it's just so important to get get to know them. And and I'm just excited to discuss everything. And their music has there's so many genres to their music. There's mm-hmm. so many elements lyrically, musically. Um, There's just so many cool parts to it that I think, A, a lot of fans maybe don't know, especially about the older albums. They maybe don't Mm -hmm. know about anything from the very Mm -hmm. beginning as much as they know about some of the current stuff. We thought it'd be a great way to introduce it to people who maybe don't know or those who Mm -hmm. do know can like celebrate and like follow along and be really excited to talk about. It's just fun to talk about. Um, Absolutely. And I think like ultimately we we're not here to like we're not professional. We we aren't the experts on everything, but there's a lot of stuff that's worth pointing out. And we're really excited to talk about and we're going to hopefully do it justice every time. Yeah. So, yay, you made it to the Too Cool for School episode and we're going to get into this discussion. I'd love to know, Pip, when you first started listening to BTS, how like how did you listen to their discography? It will come as no shock to anyone based off of them knowing my personality so far that Mm -hmm. I am like a thorough. That's right. I'm a thorough bitch. So Mm -hmm. for me, I was like straight from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I started from the beginning. I went all the way back and then Mm -hmm. just listened all the way through to the discography until it was like the current time. So I started with too cool for school, but I had originally heard boy with love, obviously boy with love. love, And Mm -hmm. I listened to love yourself. And I had like listened to the songs and I think persona was the first album that I just jumped into. And so that as Mm -hmm. I was listening to persona, I was like, I should go back and listen to them. That was how it was for me. How was it for you? I feel like it's kind of rare, but similar to you, um, which like not a lot of people do go back and start from the beginning. Oh, really? But, um, you know, that's not I should I shouldn't be surprised, but I always see people who are like, oh, I haven't listened to that album or I'm not familiar right. with that song. And I'm like, no shade, like listen to how you are. But I'm yeah. so when I am passionate about something, I like have to eat it all up. I'm like from the beginning. Let's go. Where do we start? Yeah, I was and I was passively listening and like having them on my like workout playlist. And like, I remember, you know, I'd heard mic drop and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I heard and, Idol before I'd heard some of the like songs, but I just had it. Yeah, yeah. And so when I went back and listened from the top, I, that that's exactly what was my purpose was like I wanted I I actually started and watched kind of everything from the top and we'll talk about this in another episode but 
with like bangtan bombs and really knowing everything about them pre-debut like i went in and i was like deep let dive. me let me do a deep dive from from the beginning once i was like i'm in this i love that you say from the top someone's a performer shut up <laughs> <laughs> oh damn from the top <laughs> it calls me out yeah so yes, I also listened to their discography in order. So I just want, I was curious. Thanks for yeah. sharing, Pip. Thanks um, for sharing. So, so, okay. Getting into it. Too Cool for School was BTS's debut album released on June 12th, 2023. It had two singles, No More Dream and We Are Bulletproof Part Two. For those of you that don't know, We Are Bulletproof Part One does exist and it's a pre-debut song and it's honestly it slaps so you should give it a listen mm-hmm. i thought that this was cool that all three um members of rap line have producing credits on the album along yep. with p-dog the homie bang pd nim <laughs> <laughs> supreme boy i'll whisper that one slow rabbit and um so just like I put in all caps on our on our run of show sheet that the homies have been there from the beginning. Yes. From the beginning. When you tell people that BTS write their own music, that is shocking to people in a way that like I understand because to them, outsiders see it as like, oh, they're pop. A lot of pop is like written by a group of writers and and and, and there are some right. of those that BTS have, like Dynamite. But the majority of BTS songs, that they're the ones credit on it. And p-dog in my personal opinion is Ugh. like is the eighth member of bts like that's he, right he is on every single hit him He's and on- him and son Sundok need to fight uh, fight it out for being the eighth member of bts yeah they're like they're truly they've been there from the beginning and so yeah i bet the two of them them looking back it's probably just so fun for them to have just like, seen this growth completely and the um, opportunities that have been open to them as well yeah it's huge and i just always picture like that video of like the producers crying when they mm. oh god let's not let's not start i can't i can't do this okay <laughs> yeah it's very cool um i loved seeing that producer list um so on streaming sites there are seven tracks available intro too cool for school we are bulletproof part two skit circle room talk no more dream interlude like outro circle room cypher and then on the physical album there are two hidden tracks skit on the start line and then path and when like we're gonna get into all of those we're gonna get into all of those don't you fucking worry but i i i have full body chills right now full body chills but hold again so that's how i'm going into this she and i both text we're texting each other last night just crying thinking about all of this yes all it's too much it's just it's been a lot to yeah we'll talk about it we'll talk about it anyway so we in terms of like how it was dropped we got two no more dreams teasers and a concept photo before the no more dreams music video was dropped and this happened right after they were releasing the names of the members and so like after i think it was like june 5th or something that we got the no more dreams teasers and like on june 4th we had heard you know about the final members in bts so it was like we're releasing all the members and then here's we're gonna drop 
a No More Dream teaser, another No More Dream teaser, a concept photo, and then boom, here's the No More Dreams music video. Yeah, and I think they had a blog to pre-debut that they had, mm-hmm. and they were still communicating with fans. So that's why, you know, they did they did build up a small fan base building up. They to did. Yeah, yeah. That's why you'll, you'll see at their debut showcase and stuff, like... Army was already there. They weren't named Army yet, but Army was already there doing like the little call and responses on No More Dream. Okay, so the album dropped, and then a month later on July 16th, we got the music video for We Are Bulletproof Part Two. And before that happened, they announced that Army was like the name of the fandom, and we also got Born Singer. So it was like there was a lot that happened in between their debut and then us getting the we are bulletproof um part two music video so there's a lot of build-up in between of just like building traction of just getting fans sharing more content they were active on social media i mean they were adorable just looking back i mean watching some of those old bongton bombs i'm just like oh my god i was watching them last night just like (laughs) i know they're just and it's it was so it's so cool to see them at that time yeah it's it's too much but it wouldn't be a, an album discussion if we didn't get some numbers on the albums. The best is that Kristen texted me this morning and was like, I was going to go in. I went into the thing and I noticed you added album numbers and I didn't even ask. I already knew you were going to do it. She has a brand and it's strong. Ugh. I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother adding numbers because I was like, she's going to do it. So Pip, can you tell us about how Too Cool for School did um, yes. at its debut and more, more numbers like that? Yes. So at the time, just FYI, you'll hear me say this sometimes, but the circle chart used to be the Gaon chart, which is G-A-O-N. You'll see it spelled, mm-hmm. but it was like rebranded to circle like recently. But so the Gaon chart numbers, it debuted at number 19 on their al- the Gaon album chart. And it, which is similar, I think you'd say to like how we have Billboard. And then mm-hmm. it peaked, peaked meaning like it debuted at a number and then it peaked, which is the highest it was at, at number five the next month when they released the We Are mm-hmm. Bulletproof that. And so during that promos, they they peaked, which just shows that there was growth in interest. Definitely. They debuted at number 17 on the monthly chart, album chart. There's a monthly album chart as well. I'm very unfamiliar with the Korean charts, but worth mentioning because that is really cool too. Yep. The album sold just over 24,000 copies in total and earned a placement on the Guyon era year end album chart for 2013 at number 65. And then in terms of No More Dream as a single, it debuted on the digital and download charts at 124 and 84 that same week, that first week. It also debuted on number 14 on Billboard World Digital Song Sales for three weeks. It was Mm. on that chart, which is cool. Very cool. This is a fun little stat that I had forgotten until I like was researching this because it just I could I couldn't believe I forgot this. So the album re-entered the charts for Billboard. And for those of you who were not here in 2020, that was a wild time to be army. This is pre-dynamite. So this was April. So this (laughs) is wild. April 2020. Take yourself back. You already know where you were mentally, mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically. We were all going through it. So we were having a lot of fun and doing a lot of things to try to, this is pre despota as well. So like, this was like, this was like Mats's, you know, what is going to happen? We were all going through it. So we yeah. would do a lot of fun, silly things on Twitter. One of them being, we were pretending for an April Fool's joke that this K-pop group was debuting and it was BTS. And so I remember people were changing their profile pictures and their backgrounds, you know, the whole thing. And so 
so the funny. layouts. Uh, so they were pretending to debut. And so because of the push from Army at that time, the album re-debuted at or re-entered the chart at number 12 on the Billboard World Album Chart. Or actually, I think it debuted on that chart um, seven years after its release, um, which is really, really cool to see that it entered that chart. And then in turn, No More Dream peaked at number two on that chart for the digital song sales in April 2020. So it's fun, so exciting. funny. I love ARMY. I love ARMY. We did lots of wild things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was that was hilarious. I do remember that. Um and just everyone being like like trolling, being like, oh my God, this new band's coming out. And <laughs> I think that's just that's what people don't realize too about ARMY. It's like that's the community aspect. We just want to mm. have we were all having we were all in a place mentally that we just wanted to do something fun. And so in yep. turn we did this exciting fun thing and then that pushed it back on the chart. We love it. We absolutely love it. Oh, thank you for those numbers, Pip. It's so cool. It's cool to see. Gosh. And I think that that's part of like why it was so emotional to like not doing research for this episode, but like just prepping because just seeing like how far that they've come has been a lot. And I just hope that they know that we're super proud of them. So let's talk about like general album call outs and okay. thoughts. I will say as as a BTS fan, I came into this with a very particular type of music I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you and I as well. And the thing that I just want to point out, the really interesting thing about ARMY is that we come from so many different musical backgrounds totally. because they are so just w- wide and varied. And I think this is one of those things where it's like, I find it so cool. I think it's so mm-hmm. cool that like, you listen to you probably don't listen to the crybaby music that I'm listening to because <laughs> I remember you we actually talked about that of like the different yeah. music and it's like our go-tos for different emotions and so I right. think it's really cool anyway I wanted to say that in terms of like just BTS as artists how no matter the the musical background and interest you come from like we can all find so many cool things and so that being said this album still was a huge standout to me I mm-hmm. think of the singles and of the songs on it, I love We Are Bulletproof Part 2, but No More Dream for some reason just like really gets me. I love yeah, No hits. More Dream. I love that song. I completely agree that there's something for everyone in BTS's discography. I listened to a lot more hip hop and R&B and like kind of rap in general going into um before I was army and so I kind of have a, a love of me- like all music but that's yep. what I that's more what I listen to and it's, so it's truly like if you're a person that likes to listen to all kinds of music then BTS is one with people like I don't have a genre I listen to a little bit of everything I'm like well then buddy yeah. do I have a group for you <laughs> yeah or if you just like genuinely like good music yes that's why it's so easy to like. Ten thousand percent. Let Let's get this straight. Like I listen to the, I mean, the songs from this album all the time. Yes. But when I, I specifically, and Pip, I know you did this too. When I sat down to listen to this album, start to finish, to prep my notes for this episode, I was just thinking they could, they could release these songs today. Yeah. And they just withstand the test of time. Is what I mean to say. It's crazy to me how much they withstand the test of time and run BTS. The song could have been on this album too. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's just, it's just so good. It's so good. 
Well, and I think it's really, it's so interesting that you have this song like We Are Bulletproof Part 2 that's like, we are bulletproof. And, you know, it's like very aggressive. And then you have like. Totally. Which is like this. I love that song. And it's soft and gentle and just very much more like mellow and chill and and poppy and then you Mm -hmm. have on top of that you have these like hard songs and then you have path which is like you know what i mean so it's like when people look back they're like oh bts were like all hip-hop like no from the beginning they were a lot of super dynamic super dynamic yeah from the beginning so many different skills in this album too like yeah it, it 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 is from the from the top they were like hi we're bts and we're dynamic as fuck like watch this space (laughs) watch this space yeah i think it's just an album that completely withstands the test of time i love it so much and hearing the you know the we are now going to progress to some steps which are a bit more difficult which you hear later in the beginning of ego Mm -hmm. in ego that and all all of there's so much about mots that did calls back to to their previous music which is and that just goes to show that like they care about their journey as well and this was the beginning which yeah okay i gotta keep going because i'll start crying so yeah the two title tracks um no more dream and we are bulletproof part two i agree with you that like you know no one needs to choose both songs tens of course but no more dream it was like i think so ahead of its time it's such a good song. That beat is so good. And it's such a shame to me. The fucking um, dance break music doesn't exist for us to listen to anywhere because it's so good. Um, yeah. I can't. Um, I will say that when I was listening to the album, I loved that, like you mentioned, the song Like, which, by the way, is one of my favorite songs. I love like you get the interlude after we are bulletproof part two, I believe. So you have the you have like the the skit, which LOL at all the skits that exist in all of BTS's discography. They're so cute. <laughs> They're so cute. Then you have no more dream. And then the interlude so vibey. And it's like including some acoustic music, which you definitely don't expect from them. And that's what takes you into the R&B sound of like. They know how and to craft an album. They know how to craft a fucking album. And if you're not, I, I would encourage anyone listening. If you, you know, we have playlists galore. Like I love listening to all of their stuff on, on, on Shuffle too, but I encourage you to listen to albums start to finish if you yep. from time yep. to time, if that's not your thing, because they're just so beautifully crafted. And June talks about that. A lot of artists talk about that. They love the like crafting of a top to bottom album. Mm-hmm. And so there's a message. There's a story. There's a flow to it. Um, you can hear that in their own individual mixtapes and albums that we've heard so far. And I will say in terms of the skit, it's a very um, common, popular thing in hip hop. Yes. It made sense to me as this like format that they were following. Yeah. There are skits in a lot of hip hop albums, like you yep. said, a lot of rap albums include them. But so some more general call outs for me. I just think the the vocals were there from the beginning. The vocals that you hear on like 10 out of 10. I love them. Starting with Cook's infamous and famous riff right at the top. Yeah. Like, it's just, it gives me chills. If you hear that riff, damn, like, get ready, you know? And he was 15. 
He was fucking 15, dude. He was 15. It's so good. And all three of the like main songs on this. So we are bulletproof. No more dreaming. Like all songs tens. Like they're just so good. I remember when they performed like at Bong Bong Con. I forgot yes. the name, the live. And all of us were like, what? <laughs> that was the, uh, that was the Samsung. They had yes. the selfie sticks and they were. Yeah. Yes, it's too good. I, I love that they still perform these songs to this day. And oh. it just, it makes me feel tingly. I will also say that the cipher that they do is like the a true, you know, a true cipher where you just put on a beat and take turns rapping yeah. to it. And I love it. And I love that vocal line <laughs> participated so as well. I love them. And I love the part where like, they're like, okay, J-Hope is next. And it's and Tay's like, no, 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 I'm next. And like jumps in before Hobie gets to go. So Tay Young is uh, you know, honorary rap line member. But in general, Pip, we got we get some rapper junk hook on this album. Oh, rapper JK. I have that written somewhere on here, like in all caps on my notes. I was like, rapper JK. <laughs> that man can do it all. The first note I have for my watching the music video was rapper JK, all caps. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Kristen, are there any lyrics specifically on this album that like jump out to you? Do you have a favorite? I do. Oh, God. So many favorites. Should I tell you a fun one first? I laughed at we was rewatching it was Hobie. The first thing that the guy says out of his mouth on the song on We Are Bulletproof Part 2 was look at my profile. And I was like. Yeah. From the beginning. You're right. From and his I, mouth. And I wrote, in my note, I wrote, and I haven't stopped. <laughs> oh, damn. That man's side profile. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. My God, Pip, I love you. I <laughs> The lyrics from this album in general, I did make a note where I was like, from the beginning, they were not doing some generic, generic lyrics. These were lyrics from them about them. And... It's very uh, much like the Hamilton lyric, young, scrappy and hungry. Like it's totally. very much that way to me. That's like what stood out because there's a line. I think it's in the chorus of we are bulletproof part two, which is Jimin's line that says we go hard. We have no fear. And like, isn't that so telling from the beginning of their journey? I will. If if I get through this podcast without crying. <laughs> yeah, that's the miracle because my eyes keep welling up. But. The like, we go hard, we have no fear. From the very beginning, that was their intention. It was like, that's who they are. And I think that it was important on why they always call themselves a team. You know, when they mm -hmm. talk about, when June talks about them, he says, my team. Like, I think that was an intentional choice for them to be like, 10, we have to work together. We're not just a group because a group is a, a gathering of people. They're a team yeah. because they work together. And so from the very beginning, it's like that way. I completely agree. And again, like we keep saying we're getting we're getting emotional because it is it's a lot when you look at the look into the lyrics of what they're saying. A couple of things for me that stood out lyrics lyric wise before I tell you my favorite from the album. Well, first of all, I love that the first thing that we hear out of Yungi's mouth in the album in general is I want a big house, big cars, big dreams. Like which it, is a theme that has followed his music it's a theme. He follows it through. He says it in multiple songs yeah. um, and it's just so iconic. And I'm like, did debut Yoongi know how iconic that line was going to be? No, because he, he was planning on opening a restaurant. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
I'm dead. Gosh, it's it's just so good. Yeah, so I wanted to call that out. I will say that in the intro, what they're saying is we tell our story in a carefree way for those in their 10s and 20s. Like it was all like this whole like school trilogy part of their their albums their discography they were just they're always like for the youth for the people and already talking about already talking about um societal norms and how to break them and which is super relevant which is super relevant relevant. like there's always growth and change and i think them from the beginning setting that tone there is an audience for it and that's what i think resonated with a lot of the fans in the beginning Yes, I agree. You know, in We Are Bulletproof Part 2, when Cook, June, Hobie, they each have a verse. And they're all, it's its personal lyrics about themselves. Cook saying like, I'm young, but look at everything that I've already done. Look at how hard I've worked. The name's JK, I'm nationwide. Like, you That's know. That's right. God, I have chills. And then June coming in with Rap Monster. Oh my gosh. Rap Monster. Talking about how he like all the things he's done. I love the machismo and Hobie also saying like, I've done a lot, but I have, he's kind of still critical of himself in that verse. Like he's like, you know, there's like, I have more work to do. There's more to come. I love the difference between their three verses. So there's the lyric and I sent this to you last night. Cause we were talking in it. I believe it's Nam June in we are both part two where the translation and again, pause shout out. Cause these translations come from, dual set bangtan so thank you very much this is where these are from but if you uh, haven't listened to the albums with her or their website pulled up reading the in-depth analysis of these lyrics like you're doing yourself a disservice take some time and listen to it while watch while reading her translations because they're that's really how you connect they say look carefully at me placing a period on impossible i'm possible (laughs) anyway i just he Chills. takes impossible. He takes impossible, separates it, and puts it to I'm possible. And I just lyrical genius which we, from the beginning. Which is just he's always been so intentional about wordplay, and that was in English, I believe. And so he's been doing that with both Hangul and with English. And it's just really cool that from the very beginning, it's just great. I agree. I love the line. I will show you as much as I sharpened my sword. That's another one. It's Ugh. like they say everything I do. Everywhere I go, everything I do, I will show you as much as I sharpen my sword. They're just from the beginning. They were just like, we go hard. From the beginning, they go so hard and they're so intentional with their lyrics. Um, The same in No More Dream. I also love how like Yoongi starts that off saying what he wants, but he also has always said, and he's been quoted saying this multiple times over his career, that it's okay to not have a dream. And I think that that is so important because we're taught, at least like, you know, in my culture, that you need to have these like big lofty goals. And if you don't, you don't have a purpose. And what's your purpose and all this stuff. I just think it's so healthy that Yungi has always said that, that it's okay. You know, it's okay to not have a dream. I don't know. And I just have to say to all the youngsters without dreams, haha. You're such a dork. (laughs) (laughs) So good. It's so good. Which again, these two songs that are very like hard going forward with their lyrics. And then you have like, which is very much softer. It's about, you know, dating and social media and just it's cute. It's like a cute. Can I just say what a what a great concept for a song, though? Oh, yes. I I, threw it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. They're so clever. 
yep. in that song. I love the lyrics and I love that like uh that June's June said like his resolution is like I that he likes the photo. Yungi's like, I don't like the photo, and Hobie likes the Yungi. 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 Meanwhile, fast forward, he's like serving us the most incredible social media posts of photos <sighs> that I'm Damn. that I'm hard liking. Hard liking, hard press. Um, I think that like was the first um he says sugar before his before his verse. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Ooh, you go. I just saw that Slow Rabbit is the one on this one. Oh, we love Slow, Slow Rabbit. Fuck it up. But the lyrics are, I put on my notes here, the lyrics are so relatable in like. Yeah. I was reading so through relatable. them last night, just like as a refresher and just do listen we we don't have the amount of time to go to read it word for word, but I will tell you. Like everybody go read the BTS lyrics. I've said that we said it already this episode, mm-hmm. but like it is just they're so fun. And there are probably those of you who are maybe not as like obsessed. I say obsessed because I'm obsessed with lyrics and music. But like if you really want to get to know BTS and their intentions, that it's there. People are like, I wonder what they think. And I'm like, it is in their music. And that is what's it's so in their music. Great. Their music is like where you find their personality. A good test would be if you still think that they're saying money in blood, sweat, and tears, go read lyrics. Someone right now is like, what? Shit, fuck what? (laughs) They're not saying money. They're not saying money. But I will say that there there aren't lyrics that are my favorite of the album because all the lyrics are incredible. But you and I texted about this last night because... It's like a vibe. It's like the songs and what they speak Mm. to. So it's hard. So Path, the hidden track on, on the album... There's a line. It's Yungi's lyrics. It says, I thought I was alone, but then I learned I was seven. Rather than being barefoot, I wear the shoes called Bangtan. I have goosebumps. I just, if that doesn't sum up who these men are as their team, as their group, I don't know what does. They have found comfort and respect in each other i really think like when i look at how far they've made it and how they've been able to maintain their you know mental health and do all that they do it's because they are seven and it's because they have each other and i i just think that it is it's it's stunning it's absolutely stunning and that that was my long I talked so long before I got to your question of lyrics. Oh <laughs> no, it's that, I think if you have been a BTS fan for any part of the journey, no matter if you were from the beginning with Too Cool for School or if you were Dynamite or if you were Butter or if I or last saw, week. I literally Army saw a TikTok week. that was like when you become a BTS fan on after their last concert till 2025 i was like well hang on it's gonna be a fun ride you got a lot of fun stuff to catch up on um from that from that from the beginning to now it's like they have always talked about that and like from the beginning they have they have stressed how important that journey was and for you know we we haven't jumped in and, and there's no reason to necessarily jump into this per se right now but the overview is that it's a very common knowledge amongst army that they they had to fight against a lot of things prejudice within their own country prejudice outside of the country within the industry with all they had to fight against a lot of things um and they've spoken about it and they've been honest about that and army has been very 
supportive of them throughout their journey. And I think from the beginning, if people always ask, how are they so successful? And it all, there's a lot of reasons. And some of it is in the unknown and the ether still, but it's that they have like always known their center. They've always known from the beginning of like what they've wanted to accomplish together as that's changed. Sure. But they're like center and core is that they are a team. Yeah. I love that we were, you know, we, we got proof as their last album because they're, they always call out, call back, you know, to their previous songs, previous lyrics, but it's kind of, it's a little bone chilling listening to too cool for school and reading the lyrics and being like, damn like are they prophets like they literally they they predicted so much and i just feel like the attitude that they came in with kind of how they needed to be bulletproof how they i mean and it's in their name right but they i i was like gosh did these young men know what they were in for and how much of a team they would need to remain and how bulletproof they would need to be with all of the shit that's going to, that was going to come their way, good and bad. You know, like if you remember when they, when they did the, um, was it the AMAs that they did DNA? It was like their American TV big debut um, debut. and, and Yungi was like sick to his stomach. All of them were so nervous and like, that's good. That's a good thing happening to them. And, but that you still need to be bulletproof during that. You know, yeah. you still need your team, even if it's really high highs or really low lows. And just hearing the way that they came at this from the get, I I just got chills thinking like, wow, they really called it from the top. Like from the beginning, they called they it. Yeah. And I don't think that they knew that was the path, but I think there's a part of them that just knew what they wanted and what they set out for and I think knowing that what you want you know it's not an easy path and so I think that allowed them to remain true to themselves and they've always said that that they can't compromise the sincerity they can't compromise the honesty because that's who they are and they weren't going to make take shortcuts to be who they wanted to be and I think that's because from again we listen to this album we look at the lyrics from the very beginning that was their intent And so it wasn't a hard thing for them to continue to commit to who they wanted to be. So I think about now in chapter two and how they've grown so much. You can look back and appreciate that, but how they still want that. I mean, even Jimin in the BTS episode, he says he's talking about this experience of working with Taeyong and doing this thing with Vibe. He said something along the lines of like, you know, I'm learning a lot. I'm appreciating the members that they've done the solo work. And I'm realizing as I'm on this for myself, I can bring back more to our team. And yep. it's like his, it's like they still in their mind are like, I know I'm doing this on my own, but like I'm learning and growing to bring us back together. I will cry, actually. I will cry. I will cry. And so, cry. so to lead into that path being this song, and they have a lot of these like songs where they talk about their their journey and they talk about their intentions and i think path is one of those although it's a lesser known song because it's a hidden track yeah there's no and there's no way to stream it it is it's such a it's such a beautiful song i mean you can listen to it it's obviously uploaded places but hopefully you have the physical album and you can listen to it on there as well but um and i mean speaking of hidden tracks i do feel like i just need to make a mention of the other hidden tracks get on the start line because I cannot believe June 
He's just always so fucking self-aware and wise beyond his years. This man is, for those of you that haven't heard it, it's just a piano track with him doing like spoken word over it. It's not, he's just talking. He is, it's Namjoon Best Leader. RM, Rap Monster, Best Leader. Like he (laughs) is from the top. I cannot believe that that was like released. It's a lot to take on. It's a mm-hmm. lot. You know, I was reading today, TXT dropped their album. Uh, they, there's an interview somewhere. I'm not familiar, but I think I saw a translation where Subin is talking about June as a leader. And, you know, he makes a comment about June's intention on, he goes, when he talks to him, June has a very clear outline and guide and way he wants to be a leader and how he wants to organize. Even it is recognized by his peers, by the people around him. And it's still from this song all the way to 2023. He is still that at his core. People still see that in him. They've recognized that that is who he wants to be as a leader. um, And as a member of that team, this is truly, this is like a love, our love, (laughs) love letter to BTS. That's really what this podcast is. I could um, cry. Okay. Then to keep us from crying, mm-hmm. do you want to jump into some of the perf- music videos and performances? Because I'm sure people want to yes. hear and talk about that. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's do like the MVs first, okay. if you're cool with that. Yeah, let's start with MVs. So the No More Dream music video had two teasers. And the first teaser was like literally just June's voiceover introing the members again. Pretty similar shots to like the the members that were released. But when you watch it, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's so good. Like just all of them in their little outfits, like uh, being introduced by name. I get chills just thinking about it. And then the second teaser was actually, you know, more clips from the music video and actually kind of like the song uh, clips of the song itself which now I feel like whenever we get music video teasers it's definitely never sounds like the song no that's been a a, during my (laughs) during my quarantine deep dive of life uh BTS we went through and looked at all of their teasers I mean I just yeah it's hilarious the fake love teaser like even idol even like dying my it was like they're sort of <laughs> yeah no not even sort of. this gave a lot more snippets of the actual song but no more dream music video itself pip pip what are your thoughts i have so many notes on the no more dream music video and just the performances in general but my mm. main top thing was that my main takeaway was i wrote this they were so good objectively at debut Yes, they got better with time, but they really had a lot even at the beginning. And they had that X factor at the very beginning. Like, even though, like, we watch them and, like, it's it's dated. It's, you know, it is, like, you look back, like, that's 10 right. years ago. But, right. like, even from the beginning, like, even in that music video, their performance quality, they were just, like, I'm ready to yeah. bring it. And they were I hungry. Have, I have this great, like, story about the No More Dream music video because the my best friend that I mentioned who's army but doesn't keep up with anything she loves hip-hop and stuff so she Mm. went back on her own and watched a lot of their older stuff and I'll never forget it she I didn't know I did not know that she was deep diving and it was such a treat when she texted me because of course I do what anyone any army does is show your friends a shit ton of stuff and hope that it hopes that they get it whatever sticks she and texted lamp. me she texted me a selfie of her face doing like a shock look 
And the caption was, my face when I found out that RM stands for Rat Monster. Oh my God. And it's because she watched the No More Dream music video and he's you know he's they do the intros in the beginning and they're like at the beginning yeah yeah i always think of that when i watch that music video humble fun beginnings so that the bus and it's so fun the the bus the iconic bus the iconic bus there so the outfits i i was like gin arms out Jimin arms out. Yoongi's outfit Uh, for me. Yoongi. I'm not biased here. Stop it. But it's the skirt. It's the skirt. Love it. He, his outfit is my favorite in the music video. He fucking went for it. And anyone who knows me knows that I have a thing for debut Yoongi. Hasn't slept enough hours in the night, (laughs) Yoongi. Like slightly like nutrient deficient (laughs) Yoongi. In the skirt <laughs> with the eyeliner. Like, I have a thing for debut Yungi. Like, I'm I'm fucking in love with him. Uh, there's a hunger in all of their eyes. There's something about the hunger in Yungi's eyes. And like you said, you I was texting you about this and you were fucking trolling me. You were like, it's the eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because that's the joke. That's what Tay said or whatever that one time. Right. Like, but I have to just say it here, like. I will scream it from the fucking rooftops that debut Yungi and all of his looks are at my core what simultaneously keeps me up at night and lets me sleep soundly. That's all. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, we also got this was like the emo JK era. This right. was the emo JK. God, I love him. Yeah. I really do. I loved the eyeliner. I I just love it all. Like the Tay yeeting the glasses that he still does oh. to this day. It's just so good. Uh, Jin low notes in this. Like I everything. Uh, yeah. And then the iconic choreography with the iconic G Cook move. Um, yeah. And the and thing that's ne- crazy is like he picks him up. They run across the backs and then Jimin has to like, OK, now hit an extremely high note like and that he does is it. He does it. And then, like, in future performances, the line of people that Jimin has to run over got so long. (laughs) They added the backup dancers. It's so funny. Yeah. And then with the Bulletproof MV, um, Mm. I remember I wrote down, it feels like a very OT7 song overall for performance. Like, everyone has a time. Whereas I think, you know, No More Dream is very rap line focused. Mm -hmm. Uh. We are bulletproof part two. It feels like we get to see all of them in a way. And I really liked that. The fit iconic. I put I put the, the fits, sports gear. I put LOL. The sports gear, the gold <laughs> basketball, the gold supreme skateboard, like the helmet. The football JK. Yeah. Football JK. Yeah. Um, there's like the football pads. There's a helmet. There's yeah, 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 the yeah. gold basketball that Jimin has. There's the skateboard that Yungi has. Uh, this is when they all lift their shirt and hip thrust, which is just so funny to me because half of them are like children. <laughs> just like It is the one. It's the OT7 abs. We do get that. Oh, we get so OT7 funny. abs. And we have the, the um, I keep saying iconic because they all are the Hobie handkerchief under the hat look. Mm. Yeah. And we have in, in just this era, the Yoongi beanie from the beginning has been a beanie guy. Like, we love a Yoongi beanie. It. I am um, a gog aghast. 
a gog. I'm a gog. I am a gog. I am a guest. <laughs> um, if you know that reference, we love you. Yeah, let us know if you got that reference. And then hats. This is the hat dance. Yep. We get the the J-Hope body melding beauty and then Jimin doing the jump over him and then JK with the hats. The hat. The, so the choreography. Just the choreo is. It's yeah, it's yeah. We are it hits so hard that choreography. I would also argue is ahead of its time. The hat choreo, all of it is just it's so good. My thought on just them doing choreo in general um, mm-hmm. is that it's they were so sharp that like for their formations from the beginning, they gained way more finesse as they went on in their in their career because like that's just going to happen as you grow yeah. and learn your craft. But from the beginning, their choreo is sharp. The, it, there was something really militant about the way that they would hit everything so precisely in the early dance practices and the early yeah. choreography. One of uh, a friend of mine who is has been in, I think, 12 Broadway shows at this point, is Broadway dancer and is a fan of girl group um, K-pop. When I was showing, you know, when we were talking about the BTS choreography in general, he's like, he was saying that when he was watching some of their older dance practices, like that precision that, you know, that you get when you're like kind of younger and scared to do anything that isn't that that pulls the eye that isn't a part of the group. And then when we him and I were watching the boy with love dance practice and how, you know, at that point, yes, they're clean, they're crisp, they are in sync doing all not in sync the band in sync the the words doing everything together but they are they are performers they're at that point in their career they're not afraid to you know it's all it's face giving face to like with little like smiles and winks and they have their own style and stuff so they they got a lot more comfortable obviously in their performances and in them Mm. in their own bodies but this choreography in the too cool for school era was so intense and amazing and like precise and hard hitting and hardcore and it's cool to see like that they can do both you know yes we love it i love them with all my heart I did want to talk about the the iconic No More Dream dance break and how Pip sent me an unhinged text earlier this week saying that she was crying, but I probably couldn't guess why. And it's because that she'll never see the No More Dream dance break live. And I said, you never know. Don't say that. Don't put that out there into the world. But that dance break is a top three BTS dance break for me. It's not that it's just listen, this week has been a lot. And so my brain has been everywhere. But I just got to say, I think what sparked that was that I was thinking about Map of the Soul, May She Rest in Peace, that out that yeah. tour and how for the online concert they did. And I we don't know what they changed. We don't know what right. they added. But in that they did the dance break. And so I was like, if they would have toured that, we would have seen the, the J-Hope center j-hope just that dance break and the I just, center j-hope demon that comes out in the no more dreams dance break i have no words do you have a favorite no more dreams dance break performance i think it's japan well i a runner-up being business casual <laughs> no more dream <laughs> business casual no more dream when they did business it casual no more dream they were kind of dressed like dads 
in in Mott's like rap line like rap line in business casual talk to me about that although j-hope was wearing denim but like you've got namgi in like i think namgi was also wearing i think wasn't june wearing like a dad jean like a straight leg it was like biz it was biz it was business casual and when you said that to me i was you texted (laughs) me that and i was i lost it because it was so accurate. It's so accurate. I remember watching Mott's One, obviously, at like 3 a.m. at that point. It was like 3 a.m. in the concert when I was watching that. And the baseball comes flying at, at us in that because they had they had effects. It was that part of Mott's One when they were like kind of dancing in a box. They also did DNA. They had like effects on that performance. And the baseball from the No More Dreams music video comes flying at me. I'm like, am I? Am I like falling asleep? I know I wasn't falling asleep, but There's I was so like, much am I happening. seeing things? Like, why is a baseball flying at me? And then yeah, I was I'm like, look- oh, yeah, no more dreams. I'm looking at these outfits. Yeah, June's in a jean and a okay. tucked in shirt. Tay and JK are in like black. Jimin's in slacks and a button up. Oh yeah, Rapline's in denim, but still biz cash. Everyone yeah, else is definitely, in slacks. <laughs> it's 2020 <laughs> Mots One Biz Cash No More Dreams Dance but Break. It is top tier, top tier, top tier. We've got Japan's epilogue, Japan yes. edition. And that dance break is the iconic where they're in the mm-hmm. tight spray painted on black jeans with the like black and gold. Black and gold jackets. They mm-hmm. are so sharp so they were in it they are feeling themselves they are feeling it they are sweaty sweaty yungi sweaty gin like it's just hosek tongue and and when tay does the glasses move it's like a demon has arrived like the mm-hmm. moment they fling off is it's just that performance of that is i think goes down in in like history of like top bangtan performance moments it's just 10, like that and that's the middle hobie where he like does the during the and yep. his tongue comes yep. up Yep, 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 yep. And nine months later, we all gave birth. <laughs> Literally, it will come as no surprise to you that that is also my no. I wrote down sweaty Yungi, blonde gin, sweaty gin, Hobie growl, tight blonde gin, <laughs> Jim and growl. Which whenever Jim and growls become Jimba, Jim and growl. Hey, all caps, glasses, hot, rap line, just JK. It's just, it's a top performance. It's a top performance. And then hot in all caps, underlined three times. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And I think an honorable mention for me is the fourth muster performance because it comes. Fourth musters in general is just a great. Well, muster. because those those army that were there in to see Fourth Mustard, they saw come back home live into mm. No More Dreams. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. So that gets a shout out from me. Um, also, an honorable mention, another honorable honor mention is Armypedia with the violin. Yes, with the band violin. Yeah. Yes, Armypedia. Oh my god, that was oh. really good. The live vocals oh. of them just singing that. Armypedia, I think you mentioned this on a former episode. You were like, go watch Armypedia. Armypedia is a 10 out of 10. Underrated. You love that word. Underrated. Just kidding. Whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, so yes. is there a performance for We Are Bulletproof that you loved? I'm going to be really cliche here. You know what I'm going to say? And it's probably what I'm going to say. It's the debut performance. Oh, no, that's not what I was going to say. What were you going to say? No, please talk to me about that first. It's the bread and butter of BTS. I understand. Like that is like from the beginning. This is like this. This is the iconic. This is them. 
Yes. And for We Are Bulletproof in general, we've gotten, uh, you know, obviously the MOTS 7 iteration with We Are Bulletproof, the Eternal, like it's something that means a lot to them. So I'm going to go with the debut performance, debut showcase. There was hunger and fear in their eyes. They hit it so hard. They're so talented. And so that's that's it for me. I'm curious as to what you're going to say. Well, my runner up for it is Mama 2019. I think it's Mama 2019. Yes, where they were all wearing the like loose fit suits and ties. And so, four- so that was it. that was forehead gin. Uh, a shout out to our forehead gin enthusiasts listening. That was the forehead gin. <laughs> you know moment. who you are. You know who you um, are. We know exactly who you are. Blonde Jimin and Tay had the like really pretty, like mop, I say mop top kind of like hair. Yeah. Stunning. But to your point, and to bring us back to what we had said earlier, on top of like their their growth as performers, Fifth Muster, We Are Bulletproof yes. Tour 2 is just like the fits, the yes. energy. That their hair was all incredible. Um, the hair on Yunki during that time too. That was like the blonde. I don't know. It just was Mm-mm. cute. Everyone was hot. I wrote hot a lot on my notes. Um, but I love the combo they do in the choreo when June's rapping and it's that really, really sharp, quick choreo. Yes. Um, that they do yes. before. And like in that in that regard, like we see them doing it on their debut stage, but then you fast forward and see them doing that really sharp choreo. Mm-hmm. Like they have just added an extra umph. And so watching. I was watching all the performances last night. And the reason I like this is because pulling my notes, if you can hear them. I love um, your notes. Look at your little tablet. You're so cute. My my G hope, the G hope jump, right? That part. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I had you, you watch it all happening and all the different performances as they grow. And I put fifth muster JK was dancing underline with that hat. That's right. (laughs) Like he added, like they just have such a, like they found themselves. So fifth Mm muster performance. I just love that performance of we were part two. You, you make an excellent point. Also, like, can we just say, I I was going to say our brains. (laughs) I was going to say fifth muster just in general is like, muster was a fever dream, dude. Somebody tweeted like, today i saw a tweet they're like what performance would you if you could go to any bts concert or performance like what would you want to go to and i was like that's a hard question but fifth buster's up there for me fifth buster is for sure up there in terms of live performances i I wish i could see i agree fifth buster was like i talk about this all the time sorry to to derail us but fifth muster was like that was like in the middle of their their touring they were on it they were well oiled at that time because they had they were busy although exhausted probably the busiest they've ever been but they got to do songs that we don't typically get to see and muster in general is fun but uh, anyways the love maze performance we're getting off kilter here but the love maze performance <laughs> Do not from fifth and just like i have chills look and, at my arm hair look oh, at my arm and, hair and the dang and the yeah dude. i don't want to talk about it but i was going to ask did were you able to watch any of the performances of like and do you have a performance of like that you enjoy all of them obviously um to not get it twisted like for me is a a song that i listen to consistently all all the time it's <laughs> i really like like but it's top tier for me so i watch those performances a lot is there and... a performance you like? I think I'll guess it, but you have to say it first. Well, so the thing is, so f- I already mentioned the the um, Bong Bong Con one just because mm. I that was so comforting to have them do it in 2020. Mm. And but I'm gonna I'm just gonna be like typical, you know? What am I gonna say, Pip? I know what I think you're gonna say, which was Armypedia. Oh, yes, 
Of yeah. course. But I mean, of like, course. first off, they all look so good. Mm-mm. They look Mm-mm. so good. Mm-mm. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Every single one of them. Not a single one of them dresses the same. They all just, this is like, this is the same in terms of like all different fuckboy fits. They are in all different fuckboy fits in the Armopedia performance. That's right. That is right. <laughs> oh, like, shit. All different fuckboy fits, like Tay with the backwards cap and like Yugi oh. with the with this like baggy sweatshirt look and like Jimin with his tight jeans and jacket. It's just, anyways, I'm not going to go down that Don't sleep path. on like and don't sleep on Army Pedia. Um, I said like is probably my favorite performance from Army Pedia as well. It's a good, it's a good performance, and I would say probably also my favorite is that one. Um, the Tavi vocals are so good. June is just mm-hmm. vibing in the corner from the mm-hmm. beginning of time. June is loved to just vibe because he just usually in the songs he gives a rap and then he's just on stage. So while mm-hmm. he's on stage, he's like might as well vibe, bop to a bop. So like that Insert was just- him bopping to the closer performance at Rolling Hall. I can't, I can't, please. <laughs> I, we, we went a whole I'm sorry, hours, I'm sorry. Not bringing up Paul. Paul. I didn't ring up Paul, but now that you say him. No, okay, go, go, keep going. But now that you bring it up, um, it's just a good performance. If I were to say outside of that, in terms of like their live vocals, that's why I love that one. Their live vocals mm-hmm. are so good. We And they're showcased you know, so well in that song, oh, by the way. Yes. I love, I don't, it's the Mnet performance where they're in their little vests and their chairs. Um, mm-hmm. I love this one. I think they have, they just like showcase the cute little choreo to like, because I think a lot of people don't realize that like has choreo. Yes. Which I love, and by the way. It's very, we love chair choreo. Like we just one day chair has chair choreo. We love a good chair choreo, but like has that, the hips to do thumbs up. I don't know. With the lyrics, with the choreo, it's just really cute. And again, I want to reiterate to anyone, if you've made it this far in this fucking podcast, uh, to <laughs> watch old stages. That was something Please. that I used to do. I had a group of friends where we would, we would video chat every week during, mm-hmm. you know, the dark days. And we would watch video we would watch old stages together and we would pick out outfits we love from the stages and we'd be like oh mm-hmm. it's the stage this is we watch them together and just look at fun things and you you really like learn more about them and their performance and i think you just don't realize how much they've performed live and it's why they're so good that's an excellent point pip they've they've performed live so much and there's there's a skill set that comes with that i love that you just said that it's such a good call out because they really there are so many live performances that people don't might not think that exist and it is part of why they are such good performers like you might not realize there are like so many stages in the process when people did when artists debut they go on to several different shows to debut their song and so because of that you have multiple versions and multiple stages of and multiple outfits and different things with each comeback. So right. it's like, oh, have you seen this not today performance? Oh, which one? Because there's X, Y, Z. Or did you see this mm-hmm. spring day one? There's just so many on top of the concerts, on top of the MVs. And so you just like don't realize like how much they performed in front of an audience in their life. That's why they're so good at it. They're so comfortable. Yes. It's it completely and that's you know and they get nervous i'll always say that but like they have become good at performing in front of people and and that's Mm -hmm. how they've crafted their own versions of how they perform and who they want to be as performers and (sighs) 
Oh my goodness. I just love thinking about their live performances. Obviously, that's kind of my favorite way to, and I say the word consume a lot in our fucking podcast. I noticed that. Consume content. But that is one of my favorite ways to consume content, obviously. I say that a lot. Um, I, I want to give a shout out and I'm going to ask you the same question. I want to give a shout out to a certain outfit, the old school, like, you know, debut era hood by air shirts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that they're all wearing the hood by air, like Nike, I think it mm. might be NBA. They wear those shirts and there's a ton of Bangtan bombs with them, like with Hobie in that shirt for, for sure. But there is a performance of like from one of the debut showcases that they did because they, you know, you do multiple. Yeah. And I'm just like, those hood by air shirts, man. They like, and they talk about how their stylists would like get really cheap clothes. And we're going to do an episode on, on, you know, pre-debut into debut era bangtan because there is a lot there but they talk about how you know their their stylists would like they would get like cheap clothes and 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 kind of cut off the tags and stuff and like make do with what they could with what they had and i i know they really valued anything like cool that they owned or all, all of that stuff when it came to performance outfits so i just have to give a shout out to the hood by air shirts that they wore a lot during yeah. this era is there anything like that for you? It doesn't have to be necessarily from like when they were pro- promoting Too Cool for School, but is there an outfit from any of the live performances that you that is kind of iconic for you in that way? I'm their putting outfits, you on the spot here. Their outfits at Fifth Muster. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> they each were so unique. There's, but that's the thing. There's stylists. Are, and I think I would love to do a podcast where we just talk about stylists. So if you're like a, I have a couple of friends yes. who are like BTS. So if you're like a big fan of BTS yes. stylists and you would like to come on the pod and talk about them with us, please let us know. But they. Are you talking about the gold? Mm-hmm. Which is a call out to the mm-hmm. We Are Bulletproof. Like they, yep. it's a call out to debut. Yes. But like. Ugh. A refined finesse, a refined finesse, future version of it. Chills. Yep. Chills. And there's just so intentional in their performance quality. It's so you just you don't even. Oh my god, I can't even explain it. Like they are so their whole team. That is why they're so successful too. Is that they've had the same people. They have a common theme. They know what they want to do. They know how they want to present themselves. That's why it's not confusing and mixed up and weird. Like. That's why when they do yet to come down the road, they can do all these callbacks to these iconic outfits and moments because that's yep. who they are. But I'm pretty sure those that the outfits they were wearing were Versace. It's like the green and I mean the green, the black and gold. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the group photo. This photo is hot too. That's... I can't look at this photo. These fits were so fun. And I think Jimin had a crop top. And when they do that thing where they do the bulletproof and they do their yep. like hips. Yeah. Yep. 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 This yep. was those. So that's my answer. Final answer. Those those fits. That's a great that answer, time. Pip. Ugh. I love I love it. I'm smiling ear to ear. You can't, you know, erase like what we said that the iconic debut BTS. Right. For what it was, their style. Well, you it makes you appreciate. You have to when you're appreciating the start of it all. Mm. You're appreciating the journey to get to those fifth muster outfits. You know yep. what I mean? Like it's like you appreciating those fifth muster outfits means that much more when you know where they came from. You know, and it's all a callback. Like you you see see them in those black and golds. Yeah, but look at like look at their debut outfit for We Are Bulletproof. 
Like, you know what I mean? It's so fucking it's good. So, it's good. It's so good. And, you know, I think that just as them as who they were and they've matured and grown as well, like some of those outfit choices and some of the hairstyle choices were probably not the best in terms of like the the, the culture and the style that they're appropriating, but they have right. like grown and learned and have right. internalized. I mean, that's what American Hustle Life was when they went and tried to learn about these things. And that was right. during that time. And I think, or a little bit after debut. And I just think that, mm-hmm. you know, they as artists have just committed so much as along with their mentors right like along with the mentors that have been guiding them so p-dog and bong pd and just everyone that's been there has like helped to push them to grow and learn and become better artists which was you know big hit slogan was like music and healing for artists and so i think that was kind of what helped them stand out in the beginning is that they they wasn't just about let's put them out let's make some money let's let's showcase this and blah 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 let's you know let's jump into the idol world i think that there was a lot of intention mm-hmm. with the main players of big hit at the time because their big hit was not doing the greatest financially their artists weren't making them you know, the the success of that they were hoping for, for their bottom line. And so mm-hmm. they had to decide how they wanted to proceed as a company. And they, they trained and took, you know, they picked this, these seven great members and put them together and said, Hey, let's make a group out of them. And they're, and they joke about this from the beginning. They're like, we were so different. Like yeah. we, we were so different from each other and they still are. I mean, it really is kind of part of why they're so loved. Yeah. And I also think it's important to note that they don't shy away from their past selves and any kind of maybe like embarrassing moments or like seemingly, you know, just anything that you might want not want to to be out there about you like they own it. They own any mistakes they own you know their whole journey and i think that it's important to note that they don't shy away from that and that they openly talk about how they've learned and how they've grown which is great you know and it can be it's growth in all different forms um but they know who they are and they know where they came from and i think that they use that and are humbled by it and fueled by it which is great and and i think too like you think about them Let's use JK, the youngest. He was 15. Who I was at 15, between 15 and 25, it was just like different people. I, I'm a different yeah. person. And even for Jin, who was 21, 2021, 20, I'm a different person than I was when I was 21. But my whole mm-hmm. 20s, we watched them grow up as teenagers in 20s into their 30s. And mm-hmm. they're going to change and learn and make mistakes and grow, mm-hmm. as well as find joys and happiness and they're, we're watching their lives that they've been we've they've decided they want to show us this part right. of them and so i think it's a really cool experience to like have i would say it would be weird for me to have my life you know documented so mm-hmm. d- so detailed but it's you know they this is such a unique experience and they're the only people in the world who have gone the path that they've gone and yep. we've got to watch that journey and to look back at the beginning to see where they are now to see that these artists are breaking records. We talk about the numbers every time we do this to like see where they started, to see where they came from and who they are. It's just, Mm -hmm. I love to know that I'm a part of this community and that I stand artists that I love. Yes. It's, it's, uh, if I were to wrap it up, wrap up my, my feelings on this album and just kind of in general for this episode, 
the reason why you and I were getting emotional throughout the weeks that we were prepping this is because to see where they are now, you can only see where they truly are now by knowing where they started and where they came from. And I just hope that they know how proud we are of them. I hope that they are proud of themselves. I It's an honor to be a fan of BTS. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's kind of like, that's where my head, that's where my head's at. Yeah. Same. That's where my I head's think- at. Knowing this journey and going through this journey and watching it, it's going to be really exciting because as we dive in with some mm-hmm. of you who maybe haven't been a part of this or have have gone on your own journeys to do it together with you guys will be really fun because their albums are all so unique and have such a purpose and have such a story. Yeah. And right now, the story we're hearing over the beginning are these young boys who are artists who are thriving and are hungry and want not even they don't even know the reach at this point in their life don't even know the reach that they're gonna have and it's cool as we go on this journey together i think that we'll be able to expand on that ah full body chills full body chills pip we i i'm excited and i just can't believe i feel like i'm taking like a deep breath because we we did it our first album discussion episode in this series like we we did it i hope people followed along and liked what we had to say there's it's hard it's hard to pick favorites this is a small album so i'm anxious about the future because there's so much more to come and i oh my gosh and we say like ot7 ot7 all song all songs tens like we're not picking favorites we're just picking favorites it's like let let us live you know what i mean you can't help it let us live. And I, I'm excited for the other album discussions, but yeah, it, it only gets harder from here. So we know that the next time that we are recording um, is actually not like a, an album discussion episode. We're excited um, to record in, in a couple of weeks with a special guest. But um, in general, we kind of have, we don't have a set cadence, but we definitely have momentum with the podcast and are grateful to you um, who's listening for, you know, motivating us to keep going. Um, It's just an exciting time. Pip, do you have any final thoughts as we leave January? It's January 28th when we're recording this, we're going into Feb and yeah, just any, any thoughts to share with the team? January has been a interesting month for me for a lot of reasons. And I'm hoping that February is a fun month. That's going to probably be full of a lot of fun bts content and then hopefully Mm -hmm. in my own life it's full of only good things i'm excited to move into the next month and it's wild to me that we're already at the end of january wild it's wild Wild. i think i agree with you that february is going to come with a lot of content buckle in gird your loins gird your loins (laughs) you get a bts birthday coming up we do. We have a. Remember BTS when Hobie did his BT? Remember when Hobie did his birthday and he like crashed every platform? <laughs> he was yes, I do. He was like, "Damn it!" He even re- like tried YouTube Live. Um, was his last <sighs> birthday the one where he held up the giant chicken nugget pillow? No, I think that was twenty twenty one. Damn it all! It all blends together. It but all we does. Got, did we get Blue Side in twenty twenty two? No, we got it in twenty twenty one. What am I saying? I don't the uh, years keep coming and they don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's so okay. hard. I don't know. 
but to to wrap this up, to wrap this up, we we would love um if you gave us a follow on Twitter. Pip, what's our Twitter? At O R U K R S T N number two. Yes. Or are you Kristen two? Yes, we would love for you to um interact with us. I'm Kristan on Twitter. You can find me. Pip is our lady of BTS on Twitter. You can find her. We also have our podcast account. Um, and we will be uploading more TikToks on Pip's TikTok account, hopefully. Um, we love that those are still those are still happening. Um, Pip, what is your TikTok? K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-M-A-K-A-R-I. Kristen Makari. I haven't posted any really this week. I've just been busy with You've had life, a week. But... It's busy. Yeah. So as I hopefully have more time, I'll be able to um, post some more. I've already some snippets from this. I'm like, mm, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, but we love Pip's TikToks. And yeah, I mean, we mentioned, you mentioned this at the beginning and I'm going to mention it again. If you're enjoying our podcast and if you're listening on either Apple music or Spotify, we'd love for you to give us um, a rating it helps us. And also you can like drop a comment on there or you can just message us. We, it really just means a lot that, um, that there are people listening to us and are liking, um, the podcast. Truly like from the bottom of my, I started singing Britney Spears in my head. Sorry. <laughs> I'm we, out of it. We, we, we're, we're, we're unhinged now. We've, um, we're losing it. But truly, I am so, so, so grateful. The messages you guys send us make my like day. So because that's what I love the most about this is our community. So thank you guys so much. Um, Thanks for listening. We will see you all next time. Army forever. BTS forever. Drink your water and stream too cool for school. Two, three, four, five. Hello, everyone.